Hello, and welcome to the Blue Collar Back Office Podcast. That's right. All those words, Blue Collar Back Office Podcast. That's the name that we finally decided on. Uh, reason being is that that's the name of our company. And we thought that would be the easiest way for people to find us throughout all the different podcasting networks that exist out there. Uh, my name is Dan Merch. I am joined, as always, by Gina Gondevis. Good morning, everyone. How are you today, G? Oh, my God. It's freezing. Like, walk outside and you just automatically curse. Cold. Like, it's freezing. Like, you can't help it. You just can't. <laughs> it is bitter cold today. So, I'm all right. Just not stepping outside at all. All right. It's cold here, too. I mean, it's relative to North Carolina cold, um, which is a different than, I get, New Jersey cold. But... Um, it was definitely a little chilly on my walk this morning, that's for sure. That you're, that, what, what was it, 55 degrees chilly, Dan? It's like no. 12 degrees here. No, it was um, it was like upper 20s. So, I mean, it was cold for you. Okay. There's frost and all that good stuff. All right, all right, I'll give you that. I thought I live in North Carolina. It's 45 degrees out, crying when it's 10 degrees here. Yeah, it just doesn't, it doesn't last. I'll give long. it to you. Yeah, it gets cold. It yeah. just doesn't last for months at a time. It'll last for like weeks at a time. Um, so, um, speaking of podcast networks have some exciting news to share. Our podcast okay. is now available far and wide worldwide. You can get it of course on anchor where they host our podcast. You can also get it on breaker, Google podcasts, pocket casts, radio public, Spotify. And as of about an hour ago, before we recording this now, Apple Podcasts. So literally anywhere where you get your podcasts, um, you can get ours. So that's pretty exciting. Wow, we're like Pitbull, Mr. Yeah. Worldwide, right? Yeah, we're nice. Yeah, we're worldwide. <laughs> so find us, like us, subscribe to us, um, so that you just get these beauties dropped right into your app and on your phone or wherever you listen to it automatically. We'll continue to share it on Facebook. Um, speaking of Facebook, please follow us, like us, uh, comment, leave any questions, which we're going to talk about shortly. Um, our topic today is somebody left us a fantastic question um, on Facebook, and that's going to be the main topic of what we talk about today. Um, so do that. And as always, you can send us any emails um, with any questions or comments that you have and communicate with us that way. But we'd love to hear from you guys. Love to hear what you like, what you don't like, questions, what you'd like us to talk about, whatever it is uh, you have on your mind. All right, so that leads us into, this is what our show is gonna be about today. So huge shout out to Eric. Um, he sent us a fantastic question, uh, which we're gonna get into and is gonna be kind of the main bulk of what we go talk about today. And then as always, our, meaning the second time we're doing it, but we're going to keep doing it, is going to be our <laughs> airing of grievances and our airing of gratitude uh, as we move into a weekend. It's a good way to end the show with uh, talking about all the things that we're thankful for. Um, all right. Sound good, G? Sounds good. Yes. Thank you, Eric, for this awesome question, because it probably... It, it's, it's probably a question asked by 90% of my clients. And there's there's all sorts of ways you could tackle it. So we're going to get into it. So thank you very much. Yes. So um, with that being said, let's, I'm going to read the question in its entirety so I don't screw it up and then we'll go from there. So Eric wrote to us on Facebook, 
uh, Dan and Gina, I have a question. If I were to run a company that had multiple employees with multiple personalities and wanted to get the best out of all my employees to make sure they give me 100% every single day without having to micromanage them, how do you recommend I do that? Micromanaging will cause friction and will tend to make my employees dislike me and in return, not give me their best effort. Maybe you can speak about this on your next podcast. Thank you. Um, again, thank you, Eric. It's an awesome question. Um, as I wrote back to you on Facebook, it's not a, it's not a simple, simple question with a simple answer. Um, there's a lot that goes into it. Um, so, and everything that we say today doesn't, you know, it's not the be all end all of it, but these are our ideas and I, our thoughts on how we think about it. Um, and, uh, so I got a couple things I want to touch base on and gee, you just jump in and interject and throw me any curveballs you want as we go along. All right. All right. So first thing I would say is to, uh, know your employees, um, know who they are, what they're capable of doing, uh, what they like to do, what they don't like to do, um, you know, what their strong suits are and what the weaknesses are, and then try to give them tasks and responsibilities that kind of match up to that. Um, the other thing that I will say is sometimes some people just aren't team players. That's just how it is. And there's, there's certain people that no matter how much you try to build that team atmosphere um, and, you know, camaraderie and everything, some people just don't buy into it. They just, their job is their job. They show up every day. They want to do their job, get their paycheck and go home. And that's all there is to it. Um, I know as a business owner or a manager, that can be extremely frustrating. Um, so at that point, you kind of have to kind of balance out the value that that employee brings to you and your company or your team uh, compared to kind of their overall attitude. Um, you, you know, it's, I don't know what kind of industry you're in, Eric, and it can, and this really goes to any industry, but I'll just talk about the construction business. So say you have a guy who's just awesome at hanging cabinets or doing trim and he just does nice, quick, efficient work that looks really good. Um, but he's just a, a grumpy jerk face. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't mean to be too harsh, but yep. jerk face is kind of what I'm going to go with. Yeah. S simmer down a little bit there, Dan, right. don't get I, I, crazy. Apologize. I'll have to mark this podcast as explicit. Um, yes. but you know, so on one hand you can say, okay, you know, this guy's a jerk, but he does amazing work and it, it makes the company money because he gets things done quicker than other people. And it looks great. I never have any customer complaints, you know, et cetera. So on one hand, that's good. But on the other hand, if his attitude is so toxic, so say you have five guys working on a team together, if his attitude is so toxic that it's bringing down the attitude of the other four people, and now you only have one person being productive and the other four people are just feeling miserable all day because they, they're stuck working around this person, then their productivity drops. And now he's taking down the whole team. You know, I, negativity spreads a lot quicker and faster than positivity does. So one, Definitely. yeah, one bad apple can really, uh, you know, kind of poison the whole team. Um, so there's, there's a balance that you have to play with that. Um, but you know, I just kind of throw it out there that sometimes there's just some people that that's, that's how they are and you can't fix it and you can't change it. You got to just um, try to adapt or make a decision to move on with a different team member or something along those lines. But 
we're going to try to give you ideas to not have to do that and try everything else first and kind of see how it goes. Would it be beneficial for um, a, an owner to take all of their grumpy jerk faces and lump them together in one crew? Um, not necessarily, because then they're just going to, you know, <laughs> it depends, you know, each person's different, right? So how do they, how do they demonstrate that they're grumpy jerk faces? Do they just not like talking to other people or are they like, you know, are they confrontational or, you know, it, it's a unique one-on-one -on -one situation. So, um, it kind of depends, you know, it, that's, that's, yeah. Yeah. Um, you can just, just a curveball that's hard to answer. Yeah. You could have a crew full of just jerk faces that then customers <laughs> are like, why are you sending, why are you sending all these mean people to my house? You know, like, right. I don't want right. to deal with you anymore. Um, yeah. all right. So again, know your employee, know kind of what they're about. And sometimes it also takes time to know your employees. Um, you don't always get to know their full personality, um, just from interviewing them or just from, you know, the first initial, you know, weeks or so of them working there. Um, everybody kind of puts their best foot forward the, the way they want you to see them. Um, and then as time goes on, you know, people's kind of true personality and work ethic and how they care about things kind of starts to come out. Um, I know, gee, it took you, I don't even know how long, weeks, months. I don't even know if we've gotten there yet to realize just how much you love me. Um, you know, it wasn't always, you know, we're both two very strong personalities. So when we first started working together, we definitely bumped heads quite a bit. Oh yeah. We, we, we haven't always had this dynamic, uh, awesome relationship. And I think we're there. I think, you know, how much I love you. Uh, you do for sure, but man, whew, we did bump heads. I'm so glad that's gone. Yeah. Uh, I'm, oh, me too. Uh, definitely. Me too. And I think a lot of it is because we're two strong personalities. Um, we both have our ideas of how things should be done. Um, and we both care very much about success of our company. So um, that goes a long way. Mm -hmm. um, and just communication, you know, like how, um, how we communicate with each other and then, you know, kind of learning how the other person communicates and what's best and, and stuff like that. So, all right. So with that being said, so Go ahead. Sorry. With that being said, we're very, very similar too. I don't know if you realize that or if you're just having the epiphany right now. You and I are, are very similar, Dan. In some ways, yeah. And a lot of, in some ways we are. And then, <laughs> and then, and then that makes it really two people that are, are similar don't get along <laughs> all the time or don't work well together right. sometimes. Um, you know, uh, nobody has listened to the podcast uh, or some people listen to podcasts know who Anthony is or, or, or maybe not, but um the, um, you know, he and I get along very well and we work together very well because we're kind of two different opposite ends of the spectrum and how we kind of tackle things and care about things. Um, so it, it kind of helps balance us out in terms of our productivity and how we react to things and stuff like that. It works, it works very well in that regard. Um, and sometimes you got to find that in a team. So, and speaking of team, um, so again, Eric, I don't know what, what industry you're in exactly, um, but it could be this applies to anything. Your team needs to know uh, what their vision is, what their goal is, what they're working towards. Um, if they don't know that, they don't know how to go forward as a team and what success is. Um, again, depending on the industry, if it's in construction, you could have a construction crew and their goal is to complete their project on time with you know, great results, um, you know, 
control costs, et cetera, uh, car dealership, you have sales teams, you know, it can be all over the place, but it's important that the team knows what it is that's expected of them um, and what their, what their ultimate, you know, end zone is that they're trying to get to. Um, so that's that. Um, and then breaking it down to each employee that's on the team, they need to have a clear role and responsibility. You know, it's hard for people to be successful if they don't know what's really expected of them or if it changes constantly. Um, you know, if you have an employee and it's like, ah, well, you know, handle, just handle this today. Well, today you handle customer service. It's like, well, you interviewed me to be a, you know, a salesman. They're not just, you know, handle existing counts. Yeah, you'll get to that eventually, but today just handle this. And if every day it's, it's back and forth, or maybe not every day, but every week it's constantly changing, it's hard for somebody to get the practice and skills that they need to really be successful at their job. Right. Definitely. I, I had a boss that would say, Gina, I'm thinking maybe you should do this. Wow. So should I do it? Should I not do it? <laughs> uh, very, very unclear just directions. And it confused the hell out of me. And I would, I would do it. I didn't do it right. And then I would, I would be yelled at or I would do it and you know, I went above and beyond what I was supposed to do in that task. And it was just like, ah, that's part of your job. It was a constant battle of just confusion and let down. And, you know, not that I need to be praised. I'm not a dog. You know, I don't, you know, want to be patted on the head, but communication, a vision, something that will make me succeed, which makes me want the company to succeed and grow and, and be prosperous. It's, it's absolutely 100% correct. Cause I lived that for years, the the vague line of what I should be doing. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's definitely a hundred percent. If you don't know your vision, figure it out because you need to know that and then relay it to your employees. Yeah, definitely. You know, uncertainty just breeds, you know, <sighs> you're just not confident in what you're doing. Um, you know, so just how a person acts and how they perform is all, everything's knocked down a notch because they're just not sure of what they're doing. They don't feel confident that they're doing something right. Um, so it's just a, a constant uneasiness for, for your employee and then for your team. Because if, if one person feels that way, maybe everybody feels that way. And then everybody just doesn't sure. know what, what they're doing. And that's, that's no way to be successful. But on the same token, when, when we, when you, you sat me, I, well, not when you sat me down, but we've had a few conversations where you've told me it's okay if something goes wrong or wrong, it, it happens and learn from it, grow from it. it. You've never yelled at me and said, Gina, you've done this wrong and you're never doing this again. It's a, you teach them and let them grow and let them make those mistakes so they can better it next time as well too. So it's, it's both appraisal for great stuff and I don't know if you would cause that call that praise for something they did wrong, but what's the word for that? I guess. Well, it's you know, you can't have I don't I don't you can't have success without failure. Like nobody's just there. You go. Nobody's successful hundred percent of the time. Um, so the key is if you make a mistake, to like you said, you got to learn from it and you know try to do better next time. Um, if you just keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. That's like the definition of insanity, right? Like just doing the same thing over yes. and over again, expecting different results. Um, so that's where you get a problem. So if a person makes a mistake, well, they, they made a mistake. You know, there, if there's no 
malicious intent behind it, then what's the point of what's the point of getting angry about it? The mistake's already done, and now it's time to just fix the mistake. You know, do whatever you have to do to correct whatever happened, and try to ensure that it doesn't happen again in the past, uh, in the future, or at least make sure that you learned something from it. Um, right. So, but yeah, if you're coming down on your team members every time they make a mistake, like it's the end of the world, um, you're just creating an atmosphere of fear uh, where they're walking on eggshells yes. constantly. Um, and again, that's not the way to lead people. Um, that's not right. the way to get people to want to give you, give them their, your best. They're just trying to, 100%. they're going to start hiding stuff from you whenever they can, first of all, like they just don't want to get caught making a mistake because they don't want to get yelled at. Um, and you're not, you're not, you're not breeding the right atmosphere. Yeah. I'm not, af I'm not afraid to try new things and fail because you've supported me so much in my failures to grow from it. So uh, I'm, I always give a hundred percent and I think outside the box and give you a million percent. And if I fail at that, I know it's okay with you guys. You, you know that it, there's no ill intention. So thank you for that because I never had that before. And it's a great feeling. And, and it's so weird to say it's a great feeling to fail, but it's a great feeling to have the support from you guys when failing is, I guess, the truth, the true truth behind it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that kind of leads into the next thing I was going to mention, which, you know, kind of empowering your employees. Like you can't always, you have to focus on the end result, not necessarily how they got there, you know? So just because you do something a certain way doesn't mean it's the only way that it needs to be done. And you just got to accept as a manager that you don't have all the answers. You don't have everything figured out. You have to be open to hearing new ideas and new strategies. And if you empower your employees to do that, to kind of think on their own and think on outside the box, like you said, um, it gives more ownership to the employees. They feel they don't feel like they're just showing up every day and punching a time clock and, you know, doing the same thing over and over again. You know, they feel like they have a stake and ownership in their job. There's more of a pride in it, um, in figuring something out themselves. And I think that goes a long way and it can really help in terms of your overall productivity as, as your company or as your team, because, you know, a lot of people have really great ideas. Like if, it's just, it's facts. And, um, you know, you don't, nobody has it all figured out. Not a single person in this world has everything figured out. You, you need to rely on other people and their ideas and their thoughts uh, to be successful. You couldn't have said that better because I, I give you guys a hundred percent of me and my work, work ethic and my personality and all of the above, because you make me feel like part of the team. I don't just wake up and like you said, just work and can't wait till my, my computer is shut at the end of the day. Like I want to be involved with everything and you guys have done that for me. So yeah. yeah and, thumbs and, up. Yeah. And we love you for it, Jay. And that's, you know, part of we, cause we know that's how you are. Um, it just gives a, a ton of leeway for you too. It's like, you know, we don't, we don't worry about whether or not you're going to make a mistake or if you made a mistake, because we know you'll fix it. What's what? What's my favorite saying to everything? We'll figure it out. Whatever the we'll problem. Is. Well, oh man, did I hate that in the beginning? Oh, we'll figure it out. You mean, <laughs> you mean, like obsess about it for hours and hours? But it, it's true. You just you just figure it out, and that's it. Yeah. 
yeah, that's the answer. We'll figure it out. Whatever the problem is, there's an answer to it. And we might not figure it out in two minutes. It might take two months, yeah. but eventually we're right. going to figure it out. You know, um, we're smart people and we're, we're, we're good at finding other smart people to give us answers um, and resources. So there's an answer out there somewhere. And sometimes the answer is just that. It's going to take time. We'll figure it out. Um, and, and speaking of like hiding things, you know, I'm the first one to mess up or do something wrong. And do I not call you like immediately like Dan? I just messed up or Dan, I just said something wrong. Or I, I'm the first one to tell on myself because I, it's your, first of all, it's your business. I feel like, you know, I, I have such a big stake in this and this is my livelihood. And I, I did royally just mess up and I need you to know about it. And every single time I've called you where I thought it was so horrible, you were like, all right, cool. We'll figure it out. <laughs> you, so, you definitely are like to a fault with how, um, how, eager you are to point out when you made a mistake. Um, but um, it's just easier that way. You know, it's just, if you make a mistake to just own up to it and just be like, yeah, I messed up. Now, what do we do? It just cuts out, mm -hmm. cuts out so much BS. It cuts everything. Out. Yeah. I, I don't care whose fault it was. I don't care. You know, I don't want to have a finger pointing contest. It's just, here's a mistake. Yes. I made it. Now let's fix it. And, and then that's it. You know, we're going to, we're going to quote my favorite movie. Go ahead. Dirty Dancing. When oh. I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. Okay. That's it. Nobody puts a baby in the corner. Yeah, I was about to say, that's <laughs> the first quote you said is not the quote that you pull from Dirty Dancing. It's clearly nobody puts baby in the corner. Yeah. But that, yeah. Doesn't that come right after that? When I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. And then nobody in the corner. Isn't I, it one big quote? I, I Wow. Know. Did I just mess up my childhood favorite movie? I'll All have right. to look that one up. All right. Well, get in the well when I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. All right, cool. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right, baby, get in the corner. We're going to talk about the next thing. Um, All right, let's do it. All right. So other thing that uh, Eric brought up uh, specifically was micromanaging. Um, and he pointed out correctly that it causes friction and does not work. And he is 100% right. Um, so being a micromanager or even having the perception of being a micromanager uh, does not work. And I could tell you, and you know this, that this is something that I have definitely struggled with. Um, I am not a micromanager, but people, I think, perceive me to be one. Um, I am a psychopath with the way I go about the work that I do, how I format my emails, how I label documents in Dropbox, whatever. I am crazy about it, but that's me. I don't expect other people to do that. But other people think that that's what I want out of them. And I don't, I don't care. I don't want people to drive themselves as crazy as I drive myself, but that's my own little personal, we'll have a therapy session podcast one day to kind of work through that. Um, but I don't expect that of other people. Like I care about the end result. So, you know, if just email needs to have this information in it, I don't care what it looks like. It just needs to have this information. As long as it has that information, that's great. I'm going to drive myself nuts doing this, that, and the next thing to make it look a certain way, but that's not what I want you to do. Um, and somehow, no matter how many times I say it, um, it doesn't, doesn't always click with people. So it's hmm. something that I'm constantly struggling with and working with is to try to downgrade my perception of being a micromanager because I, I, I really try not to be. I can see how people think that, Dan. Oh, I can I, totally I, see it. 
Oh, I, no I get why it. they see it. I get it. I get it. Cause I'm a psycho Yeah. and I do things a certain, and the way I do things are, are nuts. Um, and I know that, but I can't stop myself from doing it, but I don't expect other people to do it that way. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's a tough one. Yeah, it That's is. A tough one. Uh, let's, could we coin that something like psycho micromanage yourself? <clears throat> like you're micromanaging yourself, but exactly. other people yes. think that, that yeah, they, know. okay. I micromanage myself, not other people. Um, not other people. Um, but what, people see how I act and then they think that's what I expect from them, even though I don't. It, but it's hard, Dan, because we, we all look up to you in a certain way and we want to make you happy. We definitely don't want the angry Dan. Okay, we don't want that guy because sometimes he's he's a little nutty, right? So if we can just do things right, do it the first time and do it how you like it, we feel that maybe, you know, we'll avoid any any problems. Well, not problems, not not like you're, you know, getting crazy, crazy with us, but we just want to make you happy, I think. I think that's what it is. At least I, I know I would, mm-hmm. and I do. Yeah, I get it. But when I say, so... I would love your opinion on it then. So if I tell you, all right, well then listen, I don't need it this way. I just need this. I don't, don't worry about how I do it. This is, this is what I need. This is the bare bones of what I need. Get there however you want. Mm-hmm. What else am I supposed to say besides that? Like how else do I, <laughs> like, you know, like how else am I supposed to get my information across to you that I really don't care how it yeah. looks, you know, I, I don't know. know what else to do beyond that. Cause maybe I don't that think person, maybe that person doesn't have their own way yet. And you're, yeah. you know, teaching them and, Maybe it's, maybe you're not the best teacher in that maybe. regard. Yeah, maybe I'm not. <laughs> right, exactly. Not. Yep. So, and that kind of goes back to everything we we're talking about before, you know, people then afraid to make mistakes are hindering their own ability to succeed. Um, and that's not exactly, that's not what I want. Um, so that, that's not good. Um, and I've, I said it, I think in the last podcast, and it's what I really believe my main job and anybody I think's main job as a manager is to put people in a position to succeed. That's the main thing that they should be doing. Um, you can't be successful without your the people that are on your team. Can't do it all yourself. Um, you shouldn't make it all about you um, and how great you are. It's about how great your team is. Um, and when the opportunity comes to, you know, get praise or you know awards or whatever, you know, depending on the industry you're in and stuff, uh, it should be all about the team. It really shouldn't be about you at all. Um, right be about the team because they're the ones that did it but your you know your job is to help put them in the position to succeed yeah let's face it you you wouldn't be as as successful or have as much money as you have without your team it's just bottom line you can't go out there and do everything yourself no you, you need can't. a team no just- you can't and you know you can't you also can't put a, a round peg into a square hole right you can't just keep you know banging your head against uh, the wall trying to get somebody to be the person that you want them to be or do the thing that you think they should do um, because you're just not going to get success that way. Um, So you got to, it goes back to what we talked about earlier. You got to figure out what the strengths are of each person and kind of tailor it to them. You know, for example, gee, another thing that you and I have dealt with in the past is when you first came on board, you know, the vision that Anthony and I and you had um, for kind of what your role would be with the company is completely, not completely different, but it's different than what it was when we first sat down and talked. Um, you know, it was going to, you were going to have more of a forward sales 
position and stuff like that. Um, and you were willing to give it a try, but it's just not something you enjoyed doing. Personally, I think you were great at it. And I know Anthony did too. You're, you're wonderful at it, but you just didn't like doing it. Just not your thing. So it, it comes to a point where like, you know, how, how long can we try to convince you that you're great at it? How long can we try to convince you that it's something that you should be doing? Um, Cause it's just creating an unnecessary stress and friction that doesn't need to be there. So you change and you adapt and, you know, kind of shuffle things around in terms of responsibilities and just focus on the things that you're really awesome at, which has helped our company grow to the point that it has. And, you know, the relationships that you have with our customers is unbelievable. Um, so we wouldn't change that for anything in the world, but, you know, for a while it was like, we just kept again, trying to fit the square peg into the round hole and it didn't, didn't work. I, I remember that conversation when I, when I first sat down and, um, I, I wasn't trying to, you know, I would you say earlier that people kind of put their best foot forward and almost false advertise who they are. Right. And then you get to know them later and you're like, damn, <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't think at that table I did that. I, I, I did. I remember looking at you guys like I am not a salesperson. I, I, I can't talk my way out of a paper bag in regards to selling something like that. But I was willing to give it the try, you know, and it's just something I, I wasn't good at. I was, I was made for puzzles and uh, sales scares the crap out of me, but oh, yeah. you know, who is good at sales? Yeah. Well, we're not going to argue about it, but like I said, you were, I always thought you were better at it than you thought you were, but it doesn't really matter. Yes. You have to feel confidence in it yourself in order to be successful at it. Um, no matter how right. many times anybody tells you that you're good at something. Um, and this goes for any part of life, not just sales or anything else. If you don't, if you don't believe it yourself, it doesn't matter what anybody says to you about anything. Right. Yeah. If, if you got to have self-confidence is the most important thing to have um, more than other people telling you that you're, you're great. Well, I know you guys weren't extremely happy about it in this situation because you thought I'd fit a different role. But um, like you said, you get to know who your employees are. The, the, the clear roles and you put me in a position to succeed and you figured out the other part that I couldn't do and just keep it moving. You know, it doesn't mean that I wasn't a big part of the team. It just means I couldn't, I couldn't produce in that aspect. And that's, that's it. It worked out beautifully. It really did. It worked out great. Yeah. It worked out beautifully. So, you know, with that, you know, you have people that are engaged. They know what they, the team is supposed to be. They know what their roles are, what's expected of them. They feel like they have the manager's support, that the manager kind of backs them up um, and is there for their success and not just their own. Um, it goes a long way. Um, your employees will work harder for you if they feel like they're part of a team. They, if they have camaraderie, they're more likely to um, you know, just give you their best effort all the time. They might fail sometimes, but that's okay because again, failure leads mm -hmm. to success. And more commitment and success kind of comes with, they need to work, the, they need to feel like they're working with you, not for you. Um, you can't always kind of be walking around like you're the boss and everybody answers to me. That's just a toxic atmosphere. Um, you know, they work with you. That's, that's the key. Um, and their success again is your success. So my favorite part, my favorite part about you, <clears throat> about you guys, honestly, yeah. I, 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 that's it. 
Awesome. And I, I, I think it's everybody's favorite part. You guys have a humongous crew and I see the Christmas parties. I mean, these guys love you guys. Love it. It's like, uh, it's, it's like a, a it, I don't know. It's just amazing to watch. Yeah. I'm it's, sad we didn't have one this year. Yeah, I know. Stupid COVID. Um, yeah. It, it's corny, you know, and I, and I know a lot of people <laughs> say it, but you know, we really do try to do the whole family, you know, family thing, family atmosphere with the work um, for that reason. You know, like we spend, people spend way too much time at work for it to be a miserable experience. Like it, you just, you want to be able to work around people that, you know, are enjoyable to be around and, you know, have some fun, have a few laughs, smile a little bit, make some money and go home and, you know, be good to yourself and be good to your family. Like that's, that's the yeah. goal, you know, right. It's, yeah. uh, if you got to show up every day and it's miserable and you don't like being around the people that you're around, um, it just really sucks. It really does. It's worse. I couldn't think of anything worse. <laughs> I really couldn't. 40 hours a week, 40 plus hours. I couldn't think of being in a more undesirable um, instance. I really couldn't. Yeah. Situation. I've had like that. And it, it does. It sucks. Mm -hmm. It really sucks. You just don't look forward to doing, you don't look forward to getting up. You don't look forward to leaving the house. You don't look forward to anything. Um, and all you're trying to do is, uh, find a different job as, as soon as possible really yeah yeah and not not give a crap about that business yeah yeah does it all it all it all has a an trickle effect. Down effect yeah triple down effect yeah trickle trickle down effect yeah. Yeah. yeah don't care if i made a mistake when's my next paycheck how much is in it you know yeah and just move on when's my next vacation yeah. when's the next time i could take a day off uh, oh speaking of vacations i need one dan all right you cool with that yeah put on the calendar all right all right awesome <laughs> um all right um so i want to point out so some of this a lot of this stuff that gene and i talked about just came out of our beautiful brains um anthony chipped in a little bit too very very small amount He's not <laughs> um, but you're in trouble yeah whatever um do you want to recommend a youtube clip that i watched that um uh, from a former Navy SEAL, Robert O'Neill. Um, he gave this speech and it's only about a 17 minute video um, if you want to watch the whole thing. Um, but really in the first like four or five minutes, it covers some of the stuff that we just talked about here. So if anybody's interested in watching that, um, just go on the YouTube and search uh, former Navy SEAL, Robert O'Neill highlights from best of Blount Awards, B-L-O-U-N-T Awards. Um, this guy was a Navy SEAL. He led SEAL Team 6 um, and just talked about some really good things. Um, you'll notice some of the things that Gene and I just talked about, we kind of um, stole from there, for lack of a better word. Um, but just really good stuff. So I, I recommend you guys listen to that. Um, so that's it. Eric, I hope that what we just talked about helps you in some way and everybody else listening that it helps them in some way. Um, it's a, like Gina said, it's a question that a lot of people have. Um, and I'm sure that it's something that we'll talk about more than just today on future podcasts. It's the type of thing that comes up all, all the time um, about trying to get the best out of your employees and the best out of, you know, what they're capable of. 
Uh, hey, Dan, do you think that um, you can just give us like a quick list, like a bullet point list that people could either write down or uh, on, a, on a piece of paper or have a list in their brain where they could, you know, take each line and then kind of spiral off that of their visions and things that they want to do. I, I know we talked and there's a lot of stuff matched in, but give us like the just the bullet points, the meat and potatoes of what we just talked about. Love it, especially because we just kept on, you know, we circled back to things a couple of times. So yeah, so quick little outline for you guys to work on for trying to do this. So uh, first thing is to know your employee, know what they're capable of, know what they like and dislike and what they're, you know, what they're best at. Secondly, would be to have a team vision. Make sure your team knows what is expected of them. What are they working towards? Uh, what is their goal? Uh, third thing is for your employees to then have clear roles and responsibilities. Again, it's impossible for them to be successful if they don't know what's expected of them. Uh, next would be to make sure you're empowering your employees to make decisions. Have them take a leadership role. We want them to have pride in what they do and not be terrified of making mistakes um, and to accept you as a manager, you need to accept that you do not have all the answers. Um, fourth thing we talked about was just micromanaging and all the things that tie into that. Uh, micromanagement is not going to get you where you want to go. Um, it's not a pathway to success. Um, let your employees be individuals, empower them, let them make their own decisions and help you lead the team. Um, lastly is understand that your success is tied to their success. This isn't about you as a manager or the owner. Um, it's about your team. And when they're successful, you're successful. And the most important thing that you can remember is that your job is to put them in a position to be successful. All right. Um, and oh, last thing I would always say is just always remember you want them to feel like they're working with you and not for you. Cool. Does that cover the bullet points, G? Perfect. I, that, you know, it, it, it just wrapped up everything we, we just talked about into a nice little package. And I'm, I'm actually going to write that down. I'm going to, I'm going to type that out for a couple of my clients that have asked about that and talk to them about it and see if I can help them out with, with these, with these guidelines, cool. or these steps. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and once again, last time, uh, thank you again, Eric. Um, and again, any employees, um, any, anybody out there that's listening, uh, please feel free to send us comments, ask us questions, uh, give us ideas. Um, it'll make our lives easier if we don't have to come up with every topic ourselves. So we're going to, yeah, the, the price of getting to hear our sweet, sweet voices is that you need to give us things to talk about. Um, so that's that. All right. That wraps up our main nugget. Let's move on to our airing of grievances. Do you think we can get like a, a like a jingle for that? Like somebody hears like the do 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 do. It, yeah. It's time for you know hearing our our daily crap. So I thought of that. Um, okay. I, so one, again, we're not professionals at this yet. So in terms of my, right. my editing skills and what I can kind of move into this recording um, are limited, I think, at this point. But maybe one day in the future, I thought of just like getting the little drop from Seinfeld of George's dad saying, I've got a lot of problems with you people and I'm going to tell you about it. <laughs> uh, That's great. That's yeah. great. <laughs> I don't know what the copyright infringements are. Um, I definitely don't want to be sued by Jerry Seinfeld. He has way better lawyers than I do. Um, but uh, I'm going to, we'll play with it. I can't promise it for the next episode, but sometime down the road for people to look forward to, we'll, we'll figure out how to do that. 
even if it's you like with a like to change your voice to like a real deep voice and just say airing of grievances you know like just start you can do something some, like that all right just start doing some impressions that's where yeah that's it yep <laughs> my my southern impression is is very popular um, oh okay um all right cool so again as always i'm a gentleman gina you go first what is your grievance of today so i've had a really actually beautiful week and I don't have too much to to air um I, I do have a yeah I, it is it's a, it's a good week and I I don't have a, a grievance as much as I have a, a pet peeve so to speak uh, uh, people if if you're in the fast lane and there's tractor trailers passing you you need to move over the left lane is for the people that want to speed I mean right I just well, they want to go faster than you. Uh, well, for the purposes of in case any law enforcement officials are listening to this, left lane is oh. for people that want to do the speed limit, but make a but pass the person on the right. Always maintaining the speed limit, right, Gina? Yeah, that's that's exactly what I that's exactly what I meant. So, so it is you, dangerous for people to get in the left hand lane and then drive slowly, like because it just causes people to go around them on the right and just causes problems. It's it's really dangerous. So I I get it. That's that's a very good pet peeve. It exists right now but i want to get like a scrolling sign that i can put on the back and just like i could type whatever i want so i can give that person a message like it would say something like kindly move over please yeah the right? problem, most people wouldn't be that polite with their scrolling messages well i was hoping you'd read between the lines yeah. <laughs> my scrolling we, message would not be so polite. Yeah, i think we'd see a very an increase in road rage <laughs> if we started uh, implementing those for people right right all right. So, my, I mean, that's really it. Yeah, yeah let's hear yours. Good one. I, I, like you, G, it was a really, um, it was a good week. Um, very productive yeah. work-wise. Um, so that felt good. And um, really excited about us launching this. Just so people know, uh, I don't know if I said it at the top or not. Um, kind of think our plan for now is to kind of post these every Friday. Um, you might get a bonus one here or there earlier in the week. Um, but we're looking at trying to do this, at, you know, at least once a week, putting them out on Fridays this way. People can enjoy them over their weekends. Uh, it's a nice way to end the week and then you have all weekend to listen to it. Um, and eventually you might get a few extra ones here and there. Um, so it's been a really good week. So my kind of grievance is, have you been, have you heard anything about this whole thing that's going on with GameStop and the stocks? You know what? Kind of, like I read a couple people's posts and I was kind of like, what's going on? I, I kind of stopped watching the news because I just got sick of it. So if you can give me a little tiny fill in on what's going on, that would be awesome. So I'll give you kind of a bare bones, which is as much as I know about it. Uh, okay. So these large hedge funds, um, this group on Reddit um, kind of found out this large hedge funds had been shorting the stocks um, for some of these companies. Uh, so basically they're, they're hope, you know, these hedge funds bought all these stocks, shorted them. And the, their goal is that the company is that the stock drops and then they make money off the company kind of failing. That's, that's the whole thing of shorting a goal, uh, shorting a stock. Right. So these people on uh, Reddit, you know, now anybody can really trade stocks. You got the Robinhood app and Fidelity. They kind of made it easier for anybody to just start trading stocks. So they all just started banding together. It was like, hey, let's let's screw these hedge fund guys and let's just start buying up GameStop uh, stock. And they did that and they drove the price 
crazy high, like oh my 400% goodness. increase or something crazy. Like the stocks went bonkers and it like bankrupt, bankrupted one of the hedge funds because they had to buy back the stocks that they shorted and they had to buy them back at such a huge number compared to what they bought it at. Instead of making money, they, it was like $13 billion loss or something crazy like that. Wow. Yeah, it's an insane number. And nobody quote me on these exact figures because I'm not like, you know, hundred percent locked in with it, but these are like, you know, the rough ideas. So it just kind of went nuts. So yesterday, um, in response to all this, because they started doing it with like Nokia and AMC theaters, like they started pulling like random stocks that they found out these hedge funds had shorted and decided to be like, no, we're going to, we're just going to flood the market with people buying these stocks and we're going to make you guys lose, which is totally legal. They didn't do anything illegal. There's no insider trading. There's no nothing. They just took advantage of the free market to drive up the stock with volume. Um, so the response was like Robinhood and these other companies, they halted trading on it. They said, ah, no, nope, can't, can't buy any more stocks. Um, it kind of like, it's protecting the hedge funds and it's screwing the little guys. Like they didn't do anything wrong. That's the market. That's what it's supposed to be. So it's like the, the hedge fund people are like, you know, some of them are like losing their minds. This is an attack on the wealthy people, blah, blah, blah. It's like, listen, we they're playing the game that you created and they're just beating you at it. Um, right. You to then once you're losing, start crying and pull the plug. I just think is really crappy. Um, so that's it. That's my grievance is that it's annoying when, when the, the little guy fights against the system and then the system cheats, cheats to try to win. It sucks. What you just explained now makes sense on some of the, the posts that I've read. My question is though, how did the, um, Davids of the David and Goliath scenario that's going on here. How did they find out that they, uh, that these hedge funds were shorting? How I do that, I find out this information? That I don't know. I guess that information, yeah. you know, when you, I guess it's, I guess it's public information. I guess there's a way to yeah. do that. Um, if you do enough research, it's just not a world that I'm totally locked into. Um, yeah. So, um, so crappy. Yeah, crap. I, I I get it. I get it. While you're upset, yeah, I'd be. Ups I'm upset now too, Dan. Yeah. That's my. I want to add. I want to add a check mark to that grievance. Well, now we we put it out in the universe, so we can't be mad about yeah. it. Yeah. Let it go. Okay. All right. So we did our negativity. Time to do our positivity. What is your gratitude? Well, as you know, um, I think I've had something. I'm. I don't know if it's exactly that, but I'm calling it tech neck. I've had a lot of pain on my shoulder, my neck. Um, I've seen an orthopedic, I've gone through the orthopedic mill, I've saw the doctor orthopedic who sent me for an MRI, who sent me to the spine surgeon, my next appointment was to go to the, the epidural doctor and um, they basically wanted to fuse my, my neck together. It was like a five minute, like I was in there for five minutes, I don't even know if the doctor knew my name and he's like, yep, I'm going to replace your dick discs or I'm going to fuse your discs together. And I'm like, okay. So long story short, I found somebody, a chiropractor, and I've been seeing him for three weeks now for three times a week. And I have no pain. I could cry. Like, I, I don't know if you, how big this is. Like, if you realize how big Here, this is for me, I was like miserable. Huh? The tears of joy instead of tears of pain? Oh yeah. Tears of joy. Like, 
I would sit here and just like, almost like punch my shoulder, punch my neck, like just to stop the, it was like a constant pain, but I feel so good now. And I, I, I know you can't imagine that I could be more happier than I usually am, but I totally am. And it's, it's great. You are generally I love a happy it. person. That's awesome, Jay. I am thrilled. Yep. Thank you. That's awesome. Um, and hopefully it keeps continuing to feel good and yeah. get better. That's awesome. Um, I have a long, I have a long journey ahead of me, but I'm, I'm, it's a lot three days a week, but I'm sticking to it. I'm sticking yeah. to it. Listen, got to take the first step, right? Got to just keep mm -hmm. moving in the right direction. As you and I have talked about in many cases, um, is you got to just trust you're doing the right thing. You're doing the thing that you should be doing. And now you just got to trust that the results are going to follow behind that. Yeah. No. Beat surgery. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, totally. Um, all right. So for me, my airing of gratitude um, is to some people, um, going to sound corny, but to you, you won't be surprised. Um, I did say my walk this morning was chilly and it was, but it was also beautiful. Um, full moon last mm -hmm. night. Um, it was a clear sky. Um, I walked at like six, 640 this morning, I think it was. So the sun was just coming up um, to the east, right? That's where the sun rises. Yep. Um, sun was just coming up to the east and the moon was nice and full kind of in the, if I had a guess, it was like in the northwest. So like they were on opposite ends of where I was walking, um, not quite polar opposites, but it just looked awesome. Like the moon was big and bright and beautiful. And then the horizon where the sun was coming up was just all these gorgeous colors. It was just really a beautiful setting to start my day um, as Tucker and I went for our walk. Um, and it was great. I loved it. It was just a great way to start my day. I'm extremely grateful for just having that to kind of start my Friday. And I am so freaking happy it's Friday. Um, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> hey, wait, wait. How come I didn't get a picture of this um, moon sunrise? It was too cold. It was too cold. It was <laughs> I, I, I'm a very delicate man. Um, I was wearing my gloves and I did not want to take my gloves off to take a picture. I just kind of took my own metal, little mental picture. Sorry. Yeah. Wow. Okay. You could have shared that beauty with me. I could have, I could have. And the thought crossed my mind and I was like, ah, no, I kind of like my hand being warm. Okay. Well that counts. It yeah, counts. It's more important at the moment. So, um, so instead you got to hear about it. It's almost just as good, right? Like you can kind of envision yeah. in your mind's eye. Yeah. Yeah, my mind's eye. My mind's eye got it. Yeah. And uh, as as my uh, my daughter's daycare would say, it's Friday. Yeah, yeah. Shake your booty. Yeah, yeah. It's it's so cute. You see these little five year olds shaking their booties, singing this song. So I'm excited. It's Friday too. Yeah. Let's do this. We're actually going snow tubing this Sunday. Awesome. I can't wait to take her down this big mountain, and I hope she does it. But she's she's fairly uh, fearless, so I'm hoping she'll just do it. Yeah, that's awesome. That's great. You'll have a good time. Um, yeah. I don't have anything huge planned this weekend, um, and but I'm just looking forward to just having nothing huge planned this weekend. Yeah. Sometimes that's just- Love those weekends. Yeah. Sometimes it's just nice. So it was a good week of work, got a lot done, and now I'm ready to turn off my brain and not do that anymore. So um, yeah. So, all right. Well, that's pretty much it. G, you got anything else before I start wrapping up? Nope. I to have, nope. That's it. Have a great weekend to everybody and you yeah. and everything. Thank you. Yeah. Have a thank you to all our listeners. Um, again, we are on all sorts of different platforms. Now find us, like us, subscribe to us, leave those five-star reviews, send us questions, send us comments. 
um, email us, all that kind of good stuff. Um, gee, I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Uh, thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you to all our listeners. I uh, appreciate all of you. And uh, everybody go have a great weekend. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks. Bye. Bye, everyone.